Well, folks, welcome back to the Divine Intervention. We could start by talking about Urban Meyer, but that seems like a giant waste of our time. Yep. Especially since our opinions obviously won't matter. So we'll go ahead and not talk about that. Uh, I would like to, to say that we called on Harbaugh to name a starting quarterback in our last episode on Divine Intervention. And what did he do, Craig? He listened. He, he listened. listened. He named a starting quarterback. So thanks for listening, Coach. We really appreciate it. Uh, maybe next time you give us a shout-out, get us some more followers, and uh, yeah, that'd be great. If you want to shout-out at Wolverine Sounds, that's where you can follow us. Uh, just give us credit and say, hey, you know what? I wasn't going to name a starter until I heard uh, Craig and Derek kind of talk about the importance of doing so. Tariq Black also said, just great to know who he's going to be working with. I had made that comment. Just how it, it's got to be nice to for players to be able to work with the guy rather than a bunch of guys. Uh, seeing different looks is always good, um, but being able to know that Shea Patterson's a starting quarterback, I think will benefit everybody. He had some really great comments today. Well, we're not going to talk about the quarterback position. I just well, made that. Touching on that real quick, did, did you watch that full interview from him today? I have not. I saw clips and bits and pieces and quotes on Twitter. I've not had. So any time. he was specifically asked if he ever thought that he would not be the starting quarterback, and he gave a very sly smile, um, almost as to say, "No, there was never any doubt in my mind that I was the starting quarterback from day one." So I just found that a little intriguing. I also thought, you know, they asked him some questions about the offense, and he dipped and dived around those just as Jim Harbaugh would do um, but maybe with a little bit bigger smile he was smiling yep. ear to ear while he answered those I did see that um, that it's going to just be a fun year and we'll see what happens well I think that's part of the deal and we talked about this I think that he probably knew I think that teammates probably knew especially if he was the best option we touched on and it's probably pretty obvious I remember Chase Winovich almost said uh, Shea Patterson was the starter uh, during Big Ten media days. And again, I think you come to Michigan, and now he had to become eligible first, but I think you come to Michigan expecting to be the starter. I think that's one of the reasons that this destination uh, it was attractive to Shea Patterson. So we'll avoid talking about the quarterback. Hopefully the next time Craig and I talk about the quarterback, it's about how phenomenal he played uh, against Notre Dame. But I want to talk about just kind of strength and conditioning, uh, all these weight gains, muscle gains we're seeing. Uh, we hear a lot about guys are bigger, but guys are also faster. It gets me excited mostly on defense, but then you see a guy like Quinn Nordine getting ripped all of a sudden as a kicker. Uh, you're part to say that he's basically working him out like a linebacker, treats him like a linebacker, a guy that if you put at linebacker, he'd go in and, and do the best he could. And so I'm just excited that strength and conditioning has had results. Uh, and it, honestly, it just sounds like guys feel good about themselves and feel confident uh, about their skill level uh, going into into the season. Yeah, this was one of the biggest things that I was wondering if they were going to do anything about in the offseason because down the stretch last year, they just looked dead, they looked worn out. Uh, it showed in those, you know, those big-time games that – uh, we know the, the result of, so we won't go into that. But uh, I'm excited to see how they hold up for the entire season. Um, maybe if they were in a little bit better shape last year, maybe we didn't have as many injuries as we had. Obviously, some of them are you can't really control those. I think like the Wilton Spate injury, not really much you could do about that. That was kind of a cheap shot. But you could block. Sure, sure, that too. But. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited to see any time that you're getting bigger, faster, stronger, uh, there should be good things that come from that. 
Yeah, for me, I, I like that guys are, are, are flexing and showing off their games. I'm a big fan of that. I mean, I think it's guys are proud and, and guys are happy and ready to compete. For me, just like you, it's just the, the longevity and the stamina. Can they keep it going late in the season uh, when the big games are, are happening? Uh, Michigan-Ohio State uh, in Columbus on November 24th. Are, are they, do they have the energy that they had at the beginning of the season? Are they just as hungry? Uh, are they just as athletic? Are they injury-free? Obviously, injuries played a huge part in some crucial players, including Tariq Black last year. Uh, he feels fresh and ready to go. He feels bigger and faster. And so a lot of overall, a lot of guys are probably more confident than they've ever been. But now the reality is proving it on the field. And in a tough matchup against Notre Dame on the road, a top-12 team, uh, obviously they have a challenge. But when you look at maybe a position group in, in general or even a couple of guys in general, who are you most excited to see? Uh, and, and out of those people, who do you think will perform the best throughout the season? I think I'm most excited about the wide receiver group. Um, last year was a pretty – it was a hyped a hyped time for the wide receivers uh, about this time of the season. And then obviously Tariq Black going down and poor quarterback play kind of led to just a disappointing year for wide receivers. Uh, we all kind of know the stats on that. But I think having Tariq Black back is going to open up a ton uh, – Watching Shea Patterson highlights and seeing him connect on deep balls, I can't help but think uh, just put Tariq Black out there and say go and let him just run as fast as he can to the end zone and throw throw the ball to him. Uh, I'm really excited to have him back this year. I think he's going to have a big year. I think even a guy like Grant Perry seems to be kind of like old reliable. Uh, we can just kind of throw him in there. But obviously the the other guys, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think will will make a huge step this year. I think last year he was thrown into a tough role um, in kind of being forced to be the guy. I think this year it will take some pressure off him having some other threats out there. Uh, I even think uh, like a Nico Collins and Oliver Martin. I uh, hear a lot about those guys that haven't really seen a ton out of them yet because just the way things shake down. But... I think there's just a lot of promise in the wide receiver group this year. I was going to say the tight ends. Uh, I'll, I'll switch that just to say something a little different because obviously yeah. tight ends play a, a pretty similar role, at least with the with the pass catching. But I do think the tight ends will ultimately help uh, boost the receivers uh, just because you've got guys like, I mean, Gentry's huge. And, and to have that target kind of floating in the middle of the field, all these receivers with athleticism can really spread out uh, get open. One of the things that I've seen is is the way Shea Patterson plays because he's scrambling and throwing on the run a lot. Guys run their routes and, and have to be willing to, to break off the routes and kind of come back to the ball, create something as Shea Patterson's trying to create something. Uh, with that, I think I'll stick with the offense and go to the offensive line. Harbaugh says they're getting better. Ed Warner says that it's an impressive group and they're really kind of coming to their own. Guys seem confident. Uh, a lot of guys are complimenting the fact that it seems uh, more simple on offense. Uh, uh, running backs have even uh, mentioned that they know their assignments a little better, and, and that's obviously what kind of leads to some of the quarterback problems we saw last year, including the injuries, uh, both to Wilton Spate and to Brandon Peters. Uh, better blocking will go a long way in so many areas, uh, but for that pass game, if Patterson has time to throw, uh, he can use kind of the NFL skill set of dropping back, uh, drop step, and, and really firing the ball. But also, since he can get on the run, I think that you'll really see two different dynamics from him using his feet and then just being a drop-back passer that the NFL wants to see. 
So if the offensive line can find a groove, I have a lot more confidence in this entire team, uh, including the defense. I think if the offense is actually firing in all cylinders, I think it makes the job a lot easier on the defense. I literally think almost every game, except maybe early in the season, uh, and then maybe a Minnesota, uh, what are some other teams that would be pretty bad? Rutgers and Maryland, I guess. But there are a lot of games where even, even then the defense was bailing out the offense, and I don't expect to see as much of that. So my focus is on the offensive line. Yours is on receivers. Let's go defense. Who are you looking at on the defensive side? Uh, I'm excited about, well, I don't know. The entire group, I mean, really. But I think the linebacker group, I think those guys control the entire defense. I think they're so fast and so athletic that they really set the tone for the rest of the guys. Um, Obviously, there's playmakers everywhere on that side of the ball. So that's not to say the linebackers are the best position by any means. But I think when you have a guy like Devin Bush, uh, he flies to the ball every single time. And I think that sets the tone for some other guys, you saw that even thinking back to the first play of the Florida game last year, and he gets that late hit penalty, almost gets ejected. I think that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game for that defense and, and even on throughout the year. So I'm excited to see you know, what guys are stepping up this year at linebacker. And, you know, obviously the season's a, a long season and things happen and new guys are thrown into the mix. So what guys are going to step up at that point? So I know that Mississippi State, Clemson have, have really good defensive lines. Clemson uh, has probably the best defense in college football, although a lot of people think Michigan uh, should be in that conversation year to year now too with Don Brown, I think we'd both agree. But I actually, other than seeing uh, Sean Gary on some preseason lists, uh, Kirk Herbstreit did some Herbie Awards, uh, Sean Gary and Chase Winovich were, were – a nominee for his best duo in college football. I don't think they're getting enough love for how dangerous they can actually be. I mean, you literally have two of the top uh, defense alignment in the entire country uh, on the same team. Chase Winovich comes back because uh, Rashawn Gary basically says, hey, come back and let's be the best duo. And I think that almost the fact that they're not being talked about as much as maybe some of the Clemson guys are, I think that actually helps. I think it almost puts a chip on the shoulder. Chase Winovich will openly say uh, he loves having a chip on his shoulder. He's always played with a chip on his shoulder. That's kind of a Mark D'Antonio thing. Uh, but if Chase Winovich needs anything to uh, keep him going uh, at a higher level than he already brings each and every game, uh, if he thinks he has even more to play for to prove because he came back, then I absolutely believe that he will go off this year. Rashawn Gary will go off this year. And you've got a bunch of other guys on the defense, like you said, that when those two guys are taking up so much attention on the line, linebackers are coming through, safeties are blitzing, cornerbacks can come from the end. I literally think the defense is going to be the best it's been uh, since Jim Harbaugh's been there. And I'm going to go as far as saying even as good as they've been overall in the three years, I think it will be not even – I don't think it will be close. I think that we'll see so much from the defense this year. And I honestly expect, depending on how the offense plays, that everybody, just the general consensus is Michigan has the best defense and it's not even close. What are your thoughts on that? I'm right there with you. I think back to a podcast we did last year and talking about guys being able to trust other guys on the defensive side. And I think it might have been going into the Florida game, actually, because there were so many question marks and and new guys filling in that we didn't know how they were going to respond. Now they've got a year under their belt together. they can really trust each other. I think we're going to see a lot 
uh, more maybe complex blitzes and just guys coming all out because they know they've got help behind them um, and they're not just leaving somebody wide open when they come off the edge or come off the middle. So I, I'm right there with you. I think this is going to be the best defensive group that they've had in a long time. Uh, I, I really don't see any slip-up games throughout the year because I think the defense is going to be so good and I think the special teams is going to be good um, that really the offense, even if they have those down games in what some people call a trap game, I think the defense is going to be so good that it's not going to matter in those games. So I want to pick a player from each unit, and you can have the same players as me. I'll go ahead and go first. Guys that I think will will be the most important or have breakout seasons. I'm going to go Shea Patterson, uh, mostly because I want him to have a breakout season. I don't even care if he gets drafted in the first round of the NFL. That would obviously probably mean really good things for Michigan this season. Uh, And then I'm going to go Kalik Hudson. He's a guy who I haven't seen on a lot of preseason lists. A guy that absolutely tore it up in a couple of games last season. Uh, Had numbers better than Jabril Peppers at that spot, really kind of overall. Didn't have the offensive hype or the name hype, but that's a guy who I honestly think will be Michigan's best defender. I think because there will be so much focus on a Devin Bush, uh, Rashawn Gary, Chase Winovich, and obviously Lavert Hill, other guys that are really good back there. I think there's just no way to stop that Viper position in Kalik Hudson. He'll be all over the field, flying all over the ball. And then, honestly, one of the most exciting players that I'm ready to watch is is Quinn Nordine. I I honestly think that he is one of the best kickers in the game. He had some bad struggles. Uh, He back-mouthed Harbaugh at one point last season on the sideline. He missed two extra points. And Harbaugh basically said, hey, if you miss again, uh, you will not play. Uh, you will not be the starting kicker. And I don't know if he missed. I don't feel like they kicked a lot because their offense was horrible and really, and really never got into uh, field goal position in some games. But I honestly expect Quinn Nordine to be uh, one of the best, if not the best, kicker this year. But I will say I don't actually want to see him because that means that Michigan's settling for field goals. So I'll take three points over zero points. I'll take three points over turnovers. Uh, obviously, but I would love to see uh, Michigan in the end zone a lot. So if he just wants to be like 150 for 150 and extra points, uh, then obviously Michigan put up quite quite the numbers. Yeah, we're offense. good with that. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. So one offense, one defense, and a special teams. Is that what you're going You can pick with? the same special teams. You can do uh, whatever you want. Offense, I'm going to go with Chris Evans. I think – it's kind of hard to say that he's going to have a breakout year because two years ago he was so electrifying. But last year kind of seemed to be a dip. We all came into the season thinking Chris Evans is going to be the man this year. He's going to rush for so many yards, so many touchdowns. And then that just didn't happen. Um, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. Uh, I really think that the offensive line played a big part into his running style last year um, and not not having lanes to bust through to get to that second level because I think that's what separates him from some of the other running backs is he gets into that open space and then he's able to make the moves. But when he can't get past the line of scrimmage, he he really doesn't have anything going for him. Um, on the defensive side, I think, uh, man, I don't know. There's so many there's so many guys that <laughs> I want to point to, but you hear a lot of a lot of talk about Josh Yushi 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 I don't know how to say his name. I'll admit it. You know how to say it? I'm going to go with all three of those. Okay. We'll call it good. Did you see the thing? I hear it called different every time. It's like Rudak, Rudak, 
Ruduk. Did you see the thing on uh, Tyrod Taylor? I did. Isn't that something? It is. He's been going, I think Lee Corsell started that, Tyrod Taylor in college, uh, and yeah. it's Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. And he doesn't even guessed. seem to care anymore because no. he, he's become more famous as Tyrod Taylor. And well, maybe I just started something. You might have. Yeah, well. We'll find out what the actual Josh, whatever your last name is, I apologize. You're, you're going to be a beast this year from what everybody's saying. Um, Devin Bush has, has been talking to him up a lot. Um, and if Devin Bush is talking me up, I'm I'm pretty jacked for a season. So I think he's going to come out this year and fly around him and Devin Bush Jr. Uh, I think both are going to are going to tear it up. Um, special teams, I, I'll go with Quinn Nordine as well, just because he came on so strong at the beginning of the year. Uh, even before he got to Michigan, he was making national headlines. Uh, He'll probably never live that down as being the guy that Jim Harbaugh stayed the night at his house, uh, this and that, whatever. Let the kid go play. He's he's obviously got a boot, and if he can just you know finish the season strong throughout the ups and downs of the season, I think he's going to set some crazy records. Any crazy predictions for this year? Here's one for me. And I, I want to be careful because, again, I don't want Quinn Ordeen to be in a situation where he has to tackle. But if this guy's kicking off, and a guy decides to return at the end zone and maybe breaks free a little bit. I expect one huge hit from Quinn Nordine, and, and I want to see it because he, of the muscle he's gained. And all this line, I work him like a linebacker talk. I want him to hit a guy like a linebacker, cause him to fumble it. I think he does it. That's my prediction. That's that's your prediction for the year? I, uh, I had to pick Yeah, I don't know any crazy predictions like that. 80-yard run, Karan Higdon? Chris Evans, 80-yard run? Well, I, like I said, I think Chris Evans will have a, a turnaround year. I would I, – I'll just go ahead and say Chris Evans will have an 85-plus-yard touchdown in the first game against Notre Dame. A game-changing moment, um, maybe on a screen pass. Sounds like some Denard Robinson stuff. Well – you know, when we have Shea Patterson back there just running around and flipping the ball wherever, you never know what could happen. So I'll I'll go with that. I'll say an 85-plus yard touchdown out of Chris Evans, whether it be a rushing or a, a receiving touchdown. Chris Evans, get in the end zone. So I don't know if this is still true or not because this was uh, a while ago. Denard Robinson, 87-yard touchdown run at Notre Dame. I remember that. I think that was the shoelaces flopping in the wind. Uh, commentary sure. at that time at least it was the longest run in Notre Dame stadium history so does really? 85 doesn't beat Darren Robinson's record but gives us a little flashback to the Darren Robinson days if Chris Evans can bust one for 85 yards and Chris Evans if you're listening I have a listener I know uh, oh we know he listens he yeah. he retweeted or followed hit, or hit did something, like or something last year. One, one I remember. of the episodes we talked about him said some yes. nice things. You should always do. I expect him and Karan Higgin both to have a big year. I think it's such a blessing just to have two guys that can be a starting uh, running back. I think they've got really healthy competition. Uh, and if he busts off an 85-yard run uh, in Notre Dame, I'm going to go so nuts I don't even know how to describe it. You never know. McDoom gone. We, you know, you never know. He's we, the guy to get in space. Get, He's absolutely get the ball the in your playmakers' hands and let him, let him do things. Now, obviously, we have some talented playmakers on the outside, but Chris Evans gets in space and he makes moves. So I'll stick with that. I like it. Well, last thing, uh, 
don't know what schedule looks like uh, again for Notre Dame. So just in case, do you have a prediction on who wins Michigan Notre Dame? Don't even need to give me a score. Just give me a team. If you have a score, even better. I think Michigan will win. I think it'll be a lot like the Florida game last year. I think we'll come out. It's tough for me to say that Shea Patterson's going to go in there and throw six touchdowns like a lot of people like to think that he's going to do. Plus an 85-yard run. Right. Wow, Wow, that's one of those. (laughs) So it's tough for me to say that. I mean, he hasn't played since, what, week five or something last year, I think. Um, It's been a while. It's been a long time. He's rusty, I'm sure. It's It's a... in quotes, new offense that whether it's him learning it or other guys or uh, whatever. But I I do think this isn't going to be a game that Michigan holds back. I think they're kind of sick of holding that mindset of holding back until we get to the later season. I think this year they're going to attack it and they're going to run up the score on whoever they can. Yes, please. Um, I think it'll be a slow start. I think it'll be a tight game. And then second half will just take over. Um, I don't want to give a score yet. I'll, I'll leave that until closer to game time. Uh, but I do think Michigan will come out with the win. I don't have an exact score, but I'm feeling uh, Michigan by a touchdown and a couple of field goals. I think that they'll. I think that they'll lead uh, mostly throughout. I think they'll take a, a halftime lead in, and I think that they'll just continue to to build on some of the success they're having in the first half. But as any first game, uh, a tough crowd, uh, tough team to play. I think that both teams will have a lot of flashes of great. I think that both teams will have a lot of flashes of ugly. That's just kind of how uh, those first games look. But absolutely all for Michigan running up the score on any and every team. Uh, and if they want to run up on the score on everybody and just blow out everybody like some of the best teams in the country do throughout the regular season, uh, I am all that. Well, thank you for listening to the Divine Intervention. Uh, we'll hopefully get with you before the Notre Dame once again. If not, hope everyone enjoys watching the game. We know that we're going to be cheering probably louder than ever. We act like we're not super, uh, we don't have a lot of expectations, but I think deep down I'm starting to, to gain a lot of them. So, And I'm sure all of you are too. Anyway, thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Uh, and if not, hopefully we'll talk after a big win. We'll